Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Own Abundance podcast. My name is Reagan Simpson and I am a manifestation coach, avid adventurer, long distance hiker and runner, ex-Division One athlete, and a minimalist who sees the importance of abundance. On this podcast, I'll be talking all about manifestation, mindset, spirituality, energy, consciously creating your own reality, and turning your life into the grand adventure that it really is. My mission is to inspire as many people as possible to leave behind old, disempowering beliefs and ways of living and create a life that excites them and feels so incredibly meaningful. You don't have to be outdoorsy to be inspired to turn your life into a grand adventure. You just have to know that you're the sole creator of your reality and that anything is possible. So bring some snacks and join me as we climb many mountains together and enjoy the view from the top. But most importantly, take our time along the way and enjoy and be grateful for the journey. Before I get started on today's episode, I wanted to share something that I have been working on. Here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be opening up spots to coach six women one-on-one in my 12-week program, Move Mountains and Manifest. Now, this is a really special opportunity because after these initial six spots are taken, this will turn into a group coaching program. So if you want to work with me one-on-one in this particular um, container, now is the chance. So this is a comprehensive program where I guide you into mastering manifestation and becoming the powerful and conscious creator of your own reality using every tool, every process, and every resource I have gathered and used for myself personally. I have been through a ton of trial and error over the last, I mean, lifetime really, but five years in particular, and have invested over $10,000 into myself just in the last year and a half alone to be able to master all of this and bring it to you. In this program, I guide you to becoming the conscious and powerful creator of your own reality and make manifesting very tangible and easy through getting complete clarity on what you do want um, using neuro-linguistic programming tools such as EFT tapping and time techniques, hypnosis, and many other tools to work with the subconscious mind directly. Um, And the subconscious mind is where 99.96% of your manifestations happen anyways. Um, Working together, we can change a limiting belief or a bad habit that you have had for years and a matter of minutes using what is called submodalities, um, which is how information is stored in your mind. Now, there's also a lot of other tools too. This is just one that I'm highlighting now. On top of subconscious reprogramming, I guide you to being in full energetic alignment with your desires through changing your daily habits, removing blocks that are holding you back, and releasing fear of the future and releasing negative emotions of the past. You will learn every little thing that goes into manifesting, the best manifesting tools, how to make the process of manifestation work for you, Um, And you will will totally transform your money mindset and start living an abundant reality in every single way. And on top of all of that, I incorporate your human design into it all. Because what works for one person may not work for another. And I want to take in your unique design and strategy for manifesting into consideration so that this process works for you and it works in the way that is most enjoyable to you. Now, you don't have to know your human design to be a part of this. I can look up your chart for you, or this can totally work without knowing human design as well. It's just a fun little tool I like to throw in there. 
If you have any questions and you want to learn more, I encourage you to find me on Instagram at chooseyourownabundance and send me a DM or go ahead and schedule a call with me in the link in my bio where you can get clear on what you want to manifest, where your biggest blocks currently are, how to immediately up-level your manifestations, and if it's a good fit, learn more about my 12-week program and how we can work together. I'll be sharing more details about this program in the near future, so follow me on Instagram at chooseyourownabundance to keep up with the details and all the exciting information coming out. Hello, friends. Uh, I am so excited to be recording this episode today. I have been wanting to talk about this for a really long time. Um, It's something I haven't really discussed with a whole lot of people, but I'm going all out today. (laughs) So today I'm going to be talking about my experience with astral projection and how it has shown me how we create our realities on a very energetic and vibrational level. Um, which is the basis of everything anyways. However, before I go into that, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about um, a lot of the other ways I've come to understand how we create our own realities. And I'm going to go through three of them right now. So on the most basic level, the way that we feel, our beliefs, our thoughts, our emotions, and ultimately our actions, which are determined by all of that, Um, determine how we show up in the world, which determine our results. So if you don't believe that you're good enough to make a lot of money, or you don't believe that you can find love, or you don't believe that you can, I mean, really do anything that you want to do, then you're probably not going to do the things that are actually going to lead you to do it. So you're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to go on dates. You're just holding yourself back. So when you change your beliefs and your thoughts and all of that, you're ultimately changing your reactions or no, you're changing your actions, which changes your results. And a lot of that I have learned through NLP and um, on another level. So that was the first one. Another one, another way to look at how we create our realities is the way that our subconscious mind processes information. So Subconsciously, we're always taking in about 2.3 million bits of information at once, which is a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, So out of those 2.3 million bits, our subconscious mind deletes, distorts, and generalizes. So we're only taking in 126 bits of information consciously. Now, there's 126 bits of information are all kind of chunked down into seven plus or minus two bits of information. So our thoughts, feelings, actions, beliefs, all of that decide what gets deleted, distorted, and generalized in what we see in our reality. So if you're feeling extremely unmotivated, if you're feeling extremely unworthy, if you're feeling um, sad and hopeless and all that kind of stuff, you know, we, we you have the, the 2.3 million bits of information always going on in your reality, but how you're feeling and, and what you're doing is determining what information is getting taken in and put into your conscious mind through your subconscious mind. Now, when you decide to change your beliefs and change your thoughts and change your feelings and therefore change your actions, you're all of a sudden looking at a whole new set of 126 bits of information. You're all of a sudden seeing new possibilities. You're seeing new ways of living. You're seeing all the ways you can be grateful and happy and excited. And, you know, everywhere along the spectrum, you get to choose it. Um, So that is subconsciously 
how we can choose our realities. Now, another way this can be looked at is, and this is something that I have just learned, um, but it is through our human design. So if you're not familiar with human design, this probably won't resonate with you, but if you are, you know what I'm talking about. So our mind center directs our emotional center and our emotional center is attuned to our G center, which is the magnetic force that attracts experiences into our lives. So however we're feeling emotionally, which is determined by what is our mind is directing it to, but how we are feeling emotionally is attuned to our magnetic attractive abilities. And so that's what we're attracting. And so if you're feeling really high vibe and really happy and excited and you're seeing all this growth and expansion in your life, you're going to keep attracting more and more of that. Now, however, when you're not feeling that, when you're not feeling very good, when you're feeling anxious or sad or hopeless or, you know, just powerless, you're going to attract situations into your life that directly mirror that. So you can have an opportunity to see what needs to shift. So it's really cool. So no matter what you're attracting, it's not good or bad. It's always for your higher purpose. But that is the human design talk for how we create our realities as well. <laughs> um, and personally, I really like to talk about it um, on a more tangible level with how we create it subconsciously because it's just so obvious to me that we have an infinite basically an infinite amount of information to turn to tune into. And so we get to choose what we tune into. Um, but I have also had the experience of being able to see how this happens on a purely energetic, vibrational and spiritual level. And that is through astral projection. And um, but first, before I tell you that, I will go back and tell you my story with astral projection. <laughs> it's a fun one to tell. I'm so excited. So it started about five or six years ago. I would have been, well, okay, no. I started experiencing consistent sleep paralysis about six years ago when I was 19. So it would happen when I would, it was always a specific circumstance. So it was when I was really, really, really exhausted. It was in the middle of the day when I was taking naps. And it was only when I was completely sober. So when I was not drinking, um, really that's all it came down to when I was not drinking. <laughs> so it's like, I was able to tune into different realities a little easier that way. Well, I started experiencing sleep paralysis on a consistent basis when I was 19 and I had experienced it before, but not to the degree that it was happening so often that I was afraid to take naps. So, um, when it would happen, I would, and if you've never experienced sleep paralysis, what it is is basically your conscious mind is awake. So you're aware. You can see what's going on around you, which is usually nothing because you're in your room. Um, but your your physical body can't move. So you feel trapped. Um, typically, people can see other beings in the room with them. And I, I do every time I see another kind of entity. Um, and also, it feels like you can't breathe a lot of times. And that is because when your body is asleep your breathing is a lot more shallow. So we breathe like that when we're sleeping, but when we're consciously aware and our bodies are asleep, it feels like we're suffocating and that's terrifying. So that's why sleep paralysis can typically be really terrifying because you're, you're trapped, you can't move, you can't scream, um, you see other beings in the room with you and it can be a really terrifying experience. And so that's what I experienced all through um, that entire year when I was experiencing it. And then it kind of stopped for a while. 
I'm going to guess it's because I had, you know, stopped training so hard and then I was back to being a drinking and partying college kid again. And so I kind of like tuned out of that reality. But then when I was 20, about a year later, and I lived by myself at this point, um, I would start, I started experiencing sleep paralysis again, right around the same time of year. Um, I was in really heavy training. I was sober and I was exhausted all the time and taking naps in the middle of the day. So, and just to backtrack a little bit, when I was experiencing sleep paralysis the year before, um, I never really saw any terrifying beings in the room. Like one time I saw this girl standing in the corner and she was looking down at her phone, but her hair was covering her eyes and she was not trying to help me, even though I thought I was screaming. (laughs) And then another time I had kind of imagined that I was screaming and my roommates came in to help me and wake me up, but that didn't actually happen. Um, Anyways, okay, fast forward now to when it starts happening again. So I started experiencing sleep paralysis all the time again. And I don't really remember seeing anything too spooky. I just remember getting really frustrated. And one day in particular, um, I had my alarm set because I had to go to a weightlifting session with my teammates in like an hour or something like that. And I kept waking up and then I would be in paralysis. So I, I would be completely stuck, but then I would actually wake up, but I would be so tired that the only thing I could do was fall back asleep. So, you know, like I was breaking the paralysis, but not really, because I would just get sucked right back into it. So I'd be consciously aware, I'd go back into paralysis. I'd be consciously aware, I'd go back into paralysis. And I guess I'm saying the wrong thing. I was consciously aware, even in paralysis, but I'd be physically able to move. There we go. And then I would go back into paralysis. (laughs) And I was very frustrated because at this point, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, my alarm went off. I'm going to be late. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I have to go to weightlifting. I have to get up. I have to get up. Oh my God, what's going to happen? I got to get up. I got to get up. My alarm's going off. Well, my alarm still had like 20 minutes until it would go off. But I I convinced myself that I was late and I needed to get up. And I was so frustrated that I couldn't. So I'm laying there. And I'm paralyzed and I'm extremely frustrated and I'm pissed off. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. I, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. I don't care that I can't move. I'm going to get up. Like I, if I try hard enough, I can do it. So <laughs> with all my might and all my force, I forced myself out of bed and I was like, wow, wow, I actually did it. I'm up. Okay. And then a second later, I was like, oh my God, I am not in my body. Okay. So this experience happened really quickly too. So I kind of ventured out into the living room. Um, I went into my kitchen and yeah, like I wasn't in my body. I just had my conscious awareness that was doing whatever it was doing. And then I got spooked out pretty quickly. There was like a, like the whole idea of astral projecting at that point, obviously it was spooky to me because it had never happened. There was also a dark cloud by my front door that I remember seeing like this dark energy. I don't know if it was a being or energy or what, but the whole thing was just a little bit too much for me. So <laughs> I was like, all right, this is done. And then I snapped awake and I was awake. And at that point, I was finishing up my degree in psychology. And I had been basically conditioned and also convinced myself to believe that this stuff was not real. If something had not been proven by the scientific method, if something had not been... Um, researched enough if this was just an you know astral projection was just anecdotal evidence which is you know people just talking about it like that it's not real it doesn't exist it's not real (laughs) so you can see I that it had happened to me so I was just 
I was a little mind blown. I was like, well, I don't even understand what's going on. I thought this wasn't real. And I called my mom and asked her what happened. And she had told me um, what it was called. It was astral projection. And so I was looking into it more. And so, you know, I have this part of me that's like super scientific and this can't happen. This isn't real. This doesn't exist. And the other part of me that's like, well, it just happened. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so I was kind of in conflicting worlds at that point. And I spent a lot of time in that. And I never really talked to that many people about it. And through the rest of that year, it happened a few more times. At one point, I had projected and went into my bathroom. And I I can only describe it as like a bad acid trip. Like the whole bathroom in my apartment was upside down. The walls were kind of melting and were weird colors. It really did just feel like one of those Alice in Wonderland acid trips. It was, it was weird. And then there was a couple other times that it had happened, but I can't really think about it right now. And... I kind of left it at that. Um, I turned 21 later that year and I was a bartender. So I spent a lot of time drinking. And when I was drinking heavily, I didn't experience any of this. So I kind of forgot about that whole world and left it just like, you know what? I've experienced it, but it just, it is what it is. Well, I stopped drinking a year and a half ago and it started happening again. And so this summer or this past spring actually is when it started again. I never actually was able to get out of my body, but I was always in this deep state of sleep paralysis where I would have this really loud buzzing in my head. Where it sounded like there was a helicopter in my head, and I was always in this state of fear. I was always fearful. I was always, um, like, fearful, but also I didn't like the idea that I couldn't move, so I would try to force my way out of it. Um, so that's what always made it so fearful because the fact that I was stuck and the fact that I had no control, that's what it was. I had no control and I did not like that. And so I was so afraid and I was never actually able to leave my body, even though I would try a couple times because I was too afraid. But every time I woke up, I was always in this negative, very exhausted, worn out, hopeless, terrible state. It's like I would choose that state by the way that I was in my sleep paralysis, if that makes sense. Um, but I was always just in this constant state of fear, this constant state of force and push and ah, if I can describe it right. Well, I've also gone through this huge spiritual growth and spiritual awakening in this last year, and I have learned a lot. And I had a breakthrough the other day where I finally... I was in sleep paralysis and for the first time in the last five or six years that I've been experiencing it, I was not afraid. I was not fearful. I was not forceful. I surrendered. I was grateful. I felt like everything was going to work out no matter what. And basically what it comes down to is I was not afraid. Um, now, I didn't end up actually being able to project at this point, um, I started to float up and I felt myself going up and up and up and up and up. And then I got too excited and I woke up. But just that one experience led me to realize, oh my God, the reason why the past five or six years when I have been astral projecting, the reason why, or in sleep paralysis, the reason why I've been seeing these dark beings, the reason why I have been in this negative um, dimension or reality or whatever you want to call it when I step out of my body and the reason why I feel so negative and down and 
just exhausted when I am consciously awake and out of it is because I was always in such a state of fear and a state of force. And if you look at, if you look on the internet and look at the typical sleep paralysis, um, like reports and what people experience as a whole, it's usually fearful. People usually experience um, an entity in the room. They usually, like a dark entity. They usually experience a lot of fear. And so of course, we know when you can't move, it's fearful. So that's what you're projecting. And that's what you're seeing. That's, you know, when you're in this other reality, that's what you're seeing. Now, however, when you're in paralysis and you are not trying to force your way to move, if you are not fearful, if you just surrender to it and you're just like, oh, okay, I guess this is a, might be a cool opportunity, or you just let go and don't care. You're either going to, one, astral project into an amazing, beautiful reality and be able to actually connect with your spirit guides, is what I believe and what I'm going to try to do, or you just fall back asleep and you wake up and you're comfortable and you're not fearful and your life goes on. <laughs> so it's one of the two. And to me, that has shown me exactly how we choose the reality we live in based on our vibration and our frequency, because it's determined by our emotions and our ability to live from a place of surrender instead of a place of force. So taking it out of the idea of sleep paralysis and astral projection now, but keeping that in mind, when we're trying to white knuckle our way through life, when we're trying to force everything to happen, when we're really fearful of all the things there are in this life to be fearful about, which, if you know, you can sit there and list a lot of them. That's what we're going to see. And that's what we're going to experience. That's what our reality is, if that's what we choose. However, if we choose to let go, to not feel the need to be in control, to focus on feeling so grateful and feeling so happy and feeling excited, feeling supported, feeling loved, feeling all of these good things, that's the reality that we are tuning into. And all of these realities and dimensions are happening at the same time. It's not like, you know, we go to all these different places. They all exist right here, right now. But what we see and what we tune into is determined by how we feel and what we are doing. So this can also be described as, you know, radio stations. All the radio stations are happening at once. You just turn the dial to tune into whichever one you want to tune into. You tune into one and you're like, oh man, like that's like, I really don't want to listen to that. Whew, just turn the knob and tune into a different one. And you know, you'd never left your car. You're still sitting in your car. You're just changing the station. So that's essentially what we're doing in our everyday life. So what can you do to start raising your vibration and choose to tune into rea to a reality that supports you and that serves you instead of one that doesn't? So number one, be more consciously aware of your thoughts at more times throughout the day. So I call this meditative living. So it's not about just meditating for 10 minutes in the morning and then letting the rest of your day just be as it is and letting your mind run wild and letting everything unfold and not necessarily knowing what's going on. That's not the point of meditation. So the point of meditation is to be able to consciously dip down into that state easier and more often throughout the day. Now, I have found that just practicing 10 minutes of meditation every morning doesn't do anything for the way that I'm able to live the rest of my day. So I do this practice called, like I said, meditative living, where at any given point where I remember, I am more consciously aware of my thoughts. So if all of a sudden I kind of go, oh, wait a minute, 
you know, let's be conscious here. I can know what I'm thinking and what I'm choosing instead of just letting it run on autopilot. And I also choose to let the thoughts go instead of just letting my mind run wild and take me in a bunch of circles and try to figure every little thing out and all of a sudden realizing that I'm so caught up in my mind that I have no clue what I'm doing in my physical reality and I'm just rushing through everything and I'm just being so mindless. So I, at many points throughout the day, just stop and go, what am I thinking right now? And then I let it go. So I would start by just doing that as often as you remember, because it's not like you have to do anything. You just stop your mind from running wild and you let your thoughts go. And the more you do that, the easier it gets. So you might be able to do it once or twice throughout a day. And then as the days go on, you'll be able to do it more and more and more. And the more you do that and the better you get at it, the easier it actually is to lay down or sit down and meditate for 10 or 20 minutes. Now, another thing to raise your vibration is to choose to focus more on the high vibrational emotions, such as gratitude and joy. So you get to choose your 126 bits of information. So choose to focus on what you're grateful for. Choose to focus on what you're excited about. Choose to focus on love. Choose to focus on expansion. And stop giving so much focus to the fear. So live in a state of possibility and excitement. Live in a state of I'm so excited for what's to come. I don't know what's to come, but I'm so excited for it. Um, There could be so many great things ahead of me, and there are so many great things ahead of me. Instead of focusing on what could happen in a place of fear, so instead of being so fearful, because we have the tendency to fear what we don't know, which the irony of that is we have no idea what's going to happen in our future. Even the people that think they have a surefire 100% way of knowing what's going to happen in their future, they don't. No one can know. So instead of living in this place of fear of the unknown, live in a state of possibility and excitement. Um, The best way I have come to think of this is if you don't feel good, if you feel anxious, if you feel bad, if you feel negative about something in the future, you're focusing on the wrong outcome. So instead of focusing on that, focus on the possibility, focus on the excitement for what's to come. And the last thing I want to say is when negative emotions do come up, Allow them to run their course through your body. So you need to feel them so that you can release them. If you just ignore them and you push them down, they're not going anywhere. They're staying there. And they will continue to come up until you release them. And when you push them down and you keep adding more and more on there, it gets worse and worse and worse. So allow yourself to feel them and release them. And while you do that, ask yourself what you can learn from them. Because they're always there to teach you. They're always there to help you learn where something isn't going right, or they're there to help you learn a very important lesson or to aid in your expansion and your growth. So honor them, feel them, express them, and then release them instead of just pushing them down. All right, that is all I have for today. So remember, you are always creating your own reality in every single moment, no matter how you choose to look at it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about me and what I offer as a manifestation coach, check me out on Instagram at choose your own abundance. My handle is in the description. Now go out and turn your life into the adventure that it really is. I'll see you next time on the choose your own abundance podcast.